everybody. It's Erin. And Meg. This week, let's talk, talk about, about sex, baby. <laughs> we've been taught, like, we've been, like, kind of, I feel like we've been, like, teasing this episode for a while. Like, I feel like in past episodes, you can hear us saying, oh, yeah, one day in the future, we'll do an episode all about sex. Yeah, we're just being little teases. But here we are. We're finally putting out for you guys. <laughs> and we're just going to talk about a lot of different topics involving sex. And I think the thing that's so interesting about Aaron and I, Aaron is a virgin and I guess what I'm what you would call seasoned, <laughs> well seasoned. Um, so I think it would be cool to talk about like the different perspectives because I'm sure not everyone listening to this podcast has had sex yet. So I think it would be good to just like normalize virginity and just talk about like maybe how I'll tell you guys how I lost mine and just like how cringy it was and stuff. And like, yeah, I don't know. Just talk about everything in between. Yeah. I mean, obviously, as Meg just stated, I am a virgin. So Me I outing you. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't have my losing my virginity story, but I definitely have a lot to say when it comes to kind of like why I haven't had sex yet or like why I think I haven't had sex yet. And it's not for a religious reason, if you're wondering. It just, we'll get into it. But before we do, we're going to get into everybody's favorite segment. Obviously, you guys know our podcast is called The Love You Mean It Podcast. And we talk every single week about what we're loving this week because we want to spread the love. And as always, Meg goes first. So this week, I am loving a plant. There is a plant hanging in our dining room, and her name is Blue Ivy after Blue Ivy Carter, a.k.a. Jay-Z and Beyonce's daughter. And I don't know. I really don't know what kind of plant she is. I forget. But she just has, like, really long vines and they've been growing a lot and I just am so excited to have her because like when we went to our respective places to quarantine, Erin took her back to her house and so kindly took care of her, which was awesome. And she's literally thriving. Her vines have definitely gotten longer. I've noticed mm-hmm. the past couple months. If you can understand if you're also a plant mom, it's just a great feeling to see your plants thriving. Because I've also killed plants and like it's really sad. But Blue Ivy is just living her best life. So I'm really happy that she's back. Yeah, me too. It feels weird having her here because, I mean, we have two plants here. And I brought both of them back when the quarantine happened, obviously, as Meg said. And so, I don't know. It's weird having them back in the apartment and their like respective places. It does seem a little strange because like we went for so long without them. But yeah. I feel like it really enlivens up the place. No, it does. I know. I kind of feel like we should get like a tree or something like (laughs) to put you in the Wi-Fi box, but we'll talk about that in another. And I mean, maybe outside the podcast, but what I'm loving this week, I feel like I've definitely said before, but my little sister, Jamie, I'm really sad. And so I really can't talk about it or else I will literally cry. I mean, who knows if I'll go back home again before, but I probably doubt it, but you guys didn't know, my sister is a freshman at Iona College in New Rochelle, New York, and she is going back to school this weekend. And obviously, with COVID happening and everything, she won't really be able to bop back and forth back to my parents' house, which she really is so independent, so she really didn't even do that to begin with. But I don't know. She's just always been so much more independent than me. And especially during quarantine, like we already said, I quarantined at my parents' house. And so I was there every single day, 24 hours a day from... All th- pretty much all of March and then through the end of May. And most of the time I spent was with my sister, like reading together and doing sort of all sorts of stuff together. And so it does make me really sad that, I don't know, that she's going back to school, but like, I know she's going to be really happy and she's going to do really well. 
but it does make me very sad. And so I bawled my eyes out leaving my house to come back here today. But I don't know. I love my apartment too. And so I think that we're both going to do very well. But I know Jamie's not listening to this, but I still love her regardless. Yeah, Erin and I went to visit her last year and I just saw her grow from when she was in high school to now. And I'm, I think she'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm just glad that like, if one of us had to have um, severe anxiety and se- like separation anxiety from home and have a terrible college experience that it was me. Yeah. And not her. Yeah. And so, I mean, I didn't have a terrible college experience if anyone's listening, but I'm just someone that is like, I feel like sometimes I can be independent, but honestly, not really. I'm the kind of person that like, I live 20 minutes from my house and I still go back there like once a week. I'm like, okay, I need to stop, you know? I don't know. But I think if you're close with your family, like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like, yeah. I like to see my family too, mm-hmm. but also like, if you're not that close with your family that's okay too like do your own thing you just kind of have to find a family life balance and just do whatever makes you happy yeah jamie has definitely found that because she literally goes to school and thrives with all her friends yeah texting her like i miss you and she's like sorry i'm busy so (laughs) love you jamie and jamie also got animal crossing we we were gonna record a podcast episode but i was like she's already on one like what else would we even say you know (laughs) um but yeah but Without further ado, I think we can just get into the topic of this episode. Okay, so in regards to establishing our statuses, like our sexual statuses, I have had sex before many a times. Dun, dun, dun. And yeah, some of it has been really good. Some of it has literally been terrible. But I think you just kind of have to find the right person and just like I think there's like a big difference between having sex with random people which I've done and having sex with someone that you love like my boyfriend so it's much better when you when you are in love with the person and yeah yeah Yeah. obviously we already kind of said it but I am a virgin and like I was gonna be like I've been a virgin for but I was like I've been a virgin my whole life (laughs) And so obviously, like, I know, like, I know no different. I've never really, I guess, felt pressured to have sex. I guess, I think the only time I ever felt like I should be doing something when I wasn't was, like, when we first moved into the apartment. Mm -hmm. And we had, like, two other roommates. And, like, they were also sexually active as well as Meg. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I'm out here being a mega virgin. And, like... (laughs) I, like a and like I had no, like I have like no experience with guys like at all like what you're thinking right now I probably don't and so like I don't know it was just like I think that was the only time I can like remember like being like oh my god like I feel not that I was feeling bad you know but like that I felt like oh my god like I, I like I probably should be yeah like the three other people that I was living with were you know yeah but like I don't know I don't necessarily think that like just because your friends are doing something that like you have to do it too like everyone's path is different but I understand how you were like comparing yourself mm-hmm. and just saying like oh is that normal like yeah. what they're doing or like am I weird or like I understand like how you would have that sort of internal conflict with yourself. Well, because I feel like for the most part, everyone's like, oh, I lost my virginity like in high school. Mm -hmm. I was going to say middle school, but I was like, I I hope none of you lost it in middle school. I was like, yeah, like for the most part, I feel like a lot of people have lost it in high school or lost it in college. And now I'm graduated from college and I still have not. And like, sometimes I do catch myself and I'm like, my God, am I weird? Like, is this like not okay? But now, especially with COVID going on, I'm starting to think I will never lose it. Because I'm like, because no, because I'm like, when will I ever be like so willing or like ready to like 
be that close to somebody that I, it's not like in my, like in my social bubble, you know? Yeah. No, I understand that. I'm like, you got like, when's the last time you got tested? You know, I'm like, when am I going to ever be comfortable to like do that? Even outside of like already having a fear of sex, because I mean, I've kind of talked about this in the podcast before we're really going into it, but I'm like low key terrified. Well, that's normal. Yeah. Like no one has sex and they're like, oh my God, I'm so excited. Like, yeah, yeah, you can be excited, but I think you're mostly anxious. Yeah. And there's just a sense of anxiety because it's the unknown where it's like human nature to be scared of things that you've never done before. I was terrified when I lost my virginity. Mm-hmm. I guess I should tell you guys a story. So when I was in high school, I dated this guy for four years. Um, it started when I was in eighth grade. Um, and our moms had to drive us everywhere for a couple of years. I was like, okay, my mom can pick us up if your mom drives us. It was a lot, but I was dun, 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 14. I was 14 when I lost my virginity, which is disgusting. <laughs> I look back and I'm like, oh my God, like if my little sister lost it that early or like my daughter did, I would be mortified. But I was 14. I had been with my boyfriend at that point for a year. So I don't think it was that bad. Like, I didn't fuck some, like, rando. Yeah. But, I mean, also, I just wanted to put in a disclaimer, too. Like, if you also lost your virginity at 14, don't feel like Meg is, like, trying to make you feel bad for it. This is just, like, her personal, like, looking back on her own life. Oh, yeah. No. Like, if I never want to shame someone for what they do sexually. There's no judgment on this podcast. But for me personally, I just think it's just kind of cringy to think about, like, my 14-year-old self having sex. But, yeah, it was in an unfinished basement at his house which like I think that's like the number one reason for like teenage pregnancy and like losing their virginities is unfinished basements yeah they really lead to not only mold but teen pregnancy it was pretty much what you'd think like it wasn't it it didn't really hurt like I didn't I don't think I bled I think I did like maybe a tiny bit some people I've heard have bled like a decent amount Um, either right after or like the next day I think I just had like a couple drops after because like after it was done I like went to the bathroom and I had like a couple drops but like it wasn't anything crazy it was like I have like really heavy periods so I was like that's nothing (laughs) but yeah I don't know it wasn't magical it wasn't earth shattering I did not come (laughs) at all like it actually took me a long time to get to that point I think a lot of girls have like the same issue Because guys usually just don't last that long Mm -hmm. for, like, girls to come. Because it takes, like, sometimes, like, 15, 20 minutes. Um, A lot of guys do, in my experience, do not last that long. So, I mean, I feel like a lot of people, too, like, don't even – I mean, a lot of people don't even know that, like, some girls can't even come just from just penetration. I – have a harder time doing it like just from penetration like it's happened to me before like I was able to do it but it's definitely not like a regular occurrence it really depends I think on the position and stuff like that but yeah like if you if you've never had an orgasm or you have a hard time just know that that's completely normal there's nothing wrong with that and there are other ways that you can come like you can use a vibrator your boyfriend can like do oral finger you like whatever you want to do just kind of experiment and figure out what gets you there 
and your partner, if they're the right person, they will do that for you. Like, yeah. however you can come. Because yeah. it's not all about the guy. And just don't think that, like, because he finishes that it's over. Because it's not. Mm-mm. You should both come. And I don't think that you should lie about having an orgasm. If a guy says, like, oh, did you finish? It's okay to say no. That's one thing I pride myself on. I have never lied to a guy. I've never faked it before. Mm -hmm. Because, like, what's the point? Like, I don't care that much about their egos to lie to them. I always just think of that one scene from Sex and the City when, like, Miranda can't come. And, like, she just feels really bad. So she's like, ah, yes. Yeah. And she's, like, faking it. And it's just, like, the funniest thing. Yeah. I don't know. I've just never felt the need to be like, oh, my God. I'm like. That was so good. That was so amazing. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I don't know. That's not a thing that I think that you should lie about. Because I feel like a lot of people, especially, like, when their relationships are bad, they're like, oh, by the way, I faked every orgasm or whatever. Like, I feel like, like, I wouldn't want someone to fake an orgasm for me. That's so embarrassing. So I think you should just be very transparent. Especially when it comes to sex. Yeah, I was just going to say, I mean, coming from somebody who hasn't had sex, this probably holds a little water. But I feel like sex is just such, like, an intimate thing Yeah. that it's, like, I don't know. It's, like, you're literally – everything's out on the table. Like, you might as well just be honest and, like, have open communication. So Yeah, I don't know. But what else? Yeah, you? I mean, like, so, like, when it comes to me, um, a lot of people are not – I'm like, it sounds like I'm kind of like boosting my own ego, but I'm like, a lot of people are shocked. No, I literally, I I thought Erin was joking when she told me she was a virgin. Like, I've made that joke before. Like, oh yeah, I'm a virgin. And like, Mm -hmm. but I like, I thought she was doing that. Like, I legitimately did not believe that she's never had sex before. Yeah. And so like, I mean, in like, I've always had like crushes on guys and like thought guys were hot, Mm -hmm. obviously. And I'd gone on like a few, like a date or like two with guys. But like, I know it sounds like I'm like fishing for compliments, but I just like never really like found that person Mm -hmm. or like found anybody who I thought that like actually found me attractive yeah like I mean even to this day I'm like will anybody ever but no that's what I'm saying like it sounds like I'm fishing for compliments but it's like I don't know when it comes to like my whole like sex journey like I've just never really felt like anybody has found me like attractive in that way and so like and like I've obviously found people attractive in that way but I don't know I'm just I used to be very insecure and in, like in high school too and so like it just never happened and then in college my freshman year was a mess like figuring out my mental health and then like I transferred and then like I got on tinder a little bit and we have a whole episode all about like tinder horror stories and I talked about a bunch of my experiences like with that mm-hmm. and like but like I feel like now like present tense I don't really like before the pandemic didn't really like put myself out there as much enough because like like I said earlier sex kind of scares me yeah and so like so like here i am today haven't had sex and i don't like necessarily feel bad about it i mean i feel like for a while i did but also like it's not really anybody's business like i used to like when i was younger i would picture like me playing like spin the spin the bottle in like a huge room and they'd be like okay like or like not spin the bottle like truth or dare or something mm-hmm. and they'd be like tell your virginity story and i'd be like sitting there sweating like um like i haven't had sex but it's like literally nobody asks like nobody's cares also it's really nobody's business thank god and you like said that. But i know but i'm also like i don't know like so i and it's not that i'm not having sex for religious reasons like i just haven't found a person that like i wanted to have sex with and that's okay like and I also don't even know if I'm ready to, and that's also okay. 
Um, honestly, like in the end, it really is nobody's business, kind of like what I was saying. And none of my friends have ever made me feel bad about it. And I don't intend to ever make my friends feel bad, bad about it. And like, I hope none of my friends have ever felt like I've judged them. Like, yes, like, yes, Meg has had sex. But I was saying just before we started the episode that like, just because Meg has had sex doesn't, or like, just because I'm not having sex doesn't mean that like other people shouldn't. Like, I have other friends that tell me about like their sex lives and having sex with like their boyfriends or like even like their partners, like mm-hmm. their girlfriends. And I don't know, like it's just conversation. Like, I mean, I don't, I feel like I like have built up sex in my head as like this thing that's like scary and like overwhelming and everything. But like in the end, like when it comes to your friends, like it's just sex. And like, I never want anybody to feel judged for like their own sexual choices, you know? Yeah. No, I have to say that Aaron is like the least judgmental person. For like, a virgin, guys. Well, yeah, for a virgin. Because like I would just have like guys come over and she'd be like, oh my God, yeah, like go fuck them. Like go go on your dick appointment. And I just think that's so cool, especially from someone that has never had sex before. Because like I thought it would be more like when like you're drinking at a party and someone's like judging you like oh my god like why are you drinking I thought it would be more like that but it's literally not like that at all she's so supportive she's never once made me feel slutty or anything like that she's just like is literally my ride or die and always is just so supportive and loving and I love that about her and that like I love that I can still feel comfortable talking to her about sex even though she's never done it before yeah I mean even though I've never done any of this stuff that like people would be talking to me about like I never want people to feel judged for that because I am so anti-slut shaming like it's just embarrassing for you to think that a woman is a slut just because she sleeps with a lot of guys like I know like girls will call guys like fuck boys and stuff but it's like there really is no true like male equivalent to being called a slut and like nothing is more offensive than that and like both guys and girls get stds like both guys and girls like go through stuff and have issues with sex and so like i don't really feel like it's something that you shouldn't be made to feel like shamed about you know i don't know i just don't think that like guys understand like what it's like to be called a slut or like a whore that's what, like, I think that's so offensive to call that, like, call someone that. I think only, like, girls can use the word. I don't really think yeah. guys should be able to use the word. Like, I think if you're using the word slut or whore or hoe or something, it should be, like, a term of endearment. Mm-hmm. Like, like oh, like, like, oh, my God, I'm such a hoe or whatever. Yeah. Like, that is like, fine. Like, if you're talking to, like, your friend yeah. or about yourself – I think that's fine. But if you're calling someone like a slut, like derogatory, I have an issue with that. I don't, same thing as Aaron said, like, I don't believe slut shaming is okay whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And it's just annoying because like guys are like, have it so easy. Like they are praised for having sex, but then you see a woman like completely have her character ripped apart for it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's not okay at all. And I think things are starting to change, but, like, we still have a way to go, for sure. No, I have to call out this one Instagram at first. I mean, like, it doesn't really have to do with sex, but just, like, with, like, girls being defined by, like, their past and, like, people they've dated. Um, I don't know if you guys remember that movie. So, literally so random. But I don't know if you guys remember Pitch Perfect. Oh, my God. But um, Skylar Aston, like, he posted this picture and it literally had me cheering i saw it on my explore page and um i don't follow him but i saw it on my explore page and it really just 
made me smile because Us Weekly tweeted and they said, new couple alert, Skylar Aston and Jack Osborne's ex-wife, Lisa Stelly, are Instagram official. And he quote tweeted the like the tweet from them and said, correction, I'm dating founder, entrepreneur, mother, CCO, act, Lisa Stelly. Treat your ladies better. Which is Tea. a big clap back because I feel like a lot of people are defined as being like, oh, like this man's ex. Like we listen to Call Her Daddy and like all the media is always like, oh, Noah Syndergaard's ex. I'm like, okay. Yeah, her, like, bitch, her, like, name, her name is Alexandra Alex Cooper, okay? Yeah. Alexandra motherfucking Cooper. Get it right. Like, I, I hate that. I hate when, like, they're you're, they're talking about someone famous and they're like, oh, so-and-so's wife. I'm yeah. like, she say her fucking name, okay? Yeah. I hate that. I get so angry. I know. The next topics we kind of wanted to transition into was hookup culture. Yeah, I feel like especially in college and probably even like high school now more than ever there's just like this looming sense of like you need to be hooking up with someone and if you're not then like what are you yeah you know what I mean I mean I definitely felt that like freshman year I mean I went to a pretty small school and it was like mostly it was mostly female to male like it was like 70% female or like Mm -hmm. 80% female like it was crazy and so like obviously there was like a smaller amount of men and so it was almost like a like fight to the death yeah. and it was like I knew girls that were like having sex and like mm-hmm. having guys over their dorms and I was like why am I not doing that like why am I not going to formals and I was like oh my god I'm so like I'm such a loser but like that's not the case you know no it's totally not at all and like don't put yourself in a situation that feels wrong or uncomfortable just because you feel like that's what you should be doing mm-hmm. Like, if you don't want to go back to a guy's place with him, then don't go. Yeah. Like, there's – I think, like, we as, like, women have to get better at saying no. Mm-hmm. And it, whether that's, like, saying no to your friends or saying no to a guy, like, or just even saying no to yourself, like, I think we're just brought up to just be people pleasers and, like, you don't have to please everybody. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to apologize for what you want. And you don't have to give in to hookup culture. Like, I'm so happy that, like, you are so strong in your convictions. And, like, you – I feel like you've grown a lot. And you're just saying, like, hey, like, I don't need a guy. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm fine by myself. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of girls struggle with that. Like, they get a lot of their self-worth from what a guy says about them. But the thing is that guys will literally say anything to get in your pants. They will tell you, I love you. They will tell you, oh you're beautiful. They will literally say, I want it. I want you to have my kids, like whatever, just to get in your pants. And like, if that's the only time that they say it, then like, get out of that relationship. I know. Um, Meg and I are big listeners of the Don't Blame Me podcast. And I was taking a bath last night because those are my new vibes, as you guys were listening <laughs> to a few podcasts before. But I was listening to the Don't Blame Me podcast in the bath, and she was talking about, like, this girl called in, and she was talking, and she was saying that she met this guy, and, like, a week into talking, he was like, I've never met a girl like you before. Like, you're so beautiful, all this stuff. And was, like, asking her all these questions. And then, like, he brought up, like, potentially meeting up and asked if, like, she was, like, into hooking up and, like, if she was only there to hook up. Mm-hmm. And she was like, no, like, I'm here for something more serious. And he was like, oh, okay, cool. And then, like, the text got really dry and they stopped talking. And, like, the host of the podcast, like, one of the hosts, Melissa, was, like, he very clearly was testing the waters to see if you wanted to just 
like meet up and hook up like he clearly was only there for that and he's like saying like, oh my god i've never met a girl like you before because like meg said they will literally say anything yeah i think guys like this is something that like alex has talked about on call her daddy how like women play all these games like oh if a guy doesn't text you back for four hours like he's trying to fuck with me but like he's really probably just busy or working or sleeping or or doing something or not interested straight up but like girls we theorize about all this stuff but like they're just not answering their phone he's just not that into you no but like men don't play games like how they feel you can tell by like what they say in their actions and like the only time they do play games is when they want sex. Mm-hmm. They'll tell you how beautiful you are or, you know, like literally whatever you want to hear that'll make you put out. And then after they get what they want, they just stop. Mm-hmm. A lot of the time that's like what I have come to realize. Like I've had that happen to me. I've fallen for it. Like it sucks, but like that's how it is. And I think like we – as women sort of just have to think more like a man and just be like, okay, like why, like Alex Cooper literally put this perfectly. She was like, if a guy is telling you like, Oh, I love you. Oh, you're beautiful. There should be like an alarm going off mm-hmm. saying like, why is he saying those things? Yeah. I and I think that's good. Cause like you have to keep yourself grounded. Cause when you do hear that stuff, you're like, Oh my God, like you just like your head blows up. Yeah. But like you have to, ask yourself like unless you're like dating like that's like your Mm -hmm. boyfriend or husband or partner that's fine but like I don't know if if a guy is that you aren't with is saying those things like you need to ask yourself why and be honest I know like in the same podcast episode she was talking about how like um oh she was saying that like you have to like really think for yourself and think like, if somebody's saying things and it's too soon and you're like, oh, my God, I feel the same. But it's like, would you have felt the same, like, if they hadn't said it first? Yeah. And, or are you just saying it because you're, like, kind of being egged on, you know? Yeah. So you really, like, have to – if you guys haven't listened to that, please listen to that episode. I think it's called He's Just Not Into You or oh something. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's, ca- it's called, like, He's Just Not That Into You. It's, so- it's something like that, but it's so good. It was, like, one of her most recent episodes. No, that episode for sure, like, even – Though, like, I am in, like, a relationship, and I have been for over a year now, like, just listening to that, that still resonated with me, and just, like, I was, like, thinking about my past and, like, all the times that I've, like, fallen for that or, like, I've been that girl that, like, makes excuses for people or stuff like that. Like, you need to just listen to that episode. Like, literally every girl can relate to that. It was, like, the biggest wake-up call, even from somebody that, like, isn't, like, literally who's had one eighth not even an eighth of the experience like like that like alexander cooper has had i don't know it was just really eye-opening yeah i don't know i we absolutely love call her daddy yeah definitely recommend listening to that podcast just going off of hookup culture and feeling like you have to hook up with people i think something that like needs to be talked about more is hypersexualization after assault i was assaulted a couple years ago and i think that played a part in like my sexuality and like how I dealt with it. I slept with a lot of guys. I don't know exactly what my number is, but I know it's over 20, which for my age is kind of a lot. But like if you've slept with more people or less than me, like whatever your number is, is your number. Like it doesn't fucking matter. But for me personally, like I 
have this idea in my head that like 20 is a big number. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like slut shamed myself for having that number. And honestly, I lost count. And I think that's kind of sad and scary because like, I mean, like I was safe, but like, I don't think I was like being good to myself and like taking care of myself, like by putting myself in like kind of risky situations. Cause like a lot of the times, like I didn't know the guy super well and I probably shouldn't have invited him to my house, but I did. Um, I don't necessarily regret anything because I think it gave me a lot of experience and it taught me like what I will put up with, what I want, what I don't want, like my likes and dislikes. But I kind of just look back at that and just feel sort of sorry for myself. And I think that's something that a lot of girls go through. A lot of girls will just become hypersexual after they've been assaulted or they might not have sex for a really long time. But I think however you choose to deal with it is the right way. Like if you want to come forward with it, if you don't, if you want to never tell anybody about it, if you want to tell, if you want to be very vocal about it, like it's your experience, it's your past. And however you want to deal with it, you should deal with it. It just makes me sad because I'm like, nobody should ever be like slut shaming themselves or like be made to like feel bad about themselves. I don't know if you've listened to this, but recently with the pretty basic podcast there's two like youtubers uh alicia marie and remy cruz and remy actually just did an episode about how like she was sexually assaulted and Mm -hmm. like she didn't even realize yeah and i don't know i feel like it's something that people do talk about to some extent but like a lot of people don't talk about like the after effects the after effects or like the after effects or like what happens after yeah but i don't feel like anybody should make you feel bad especially yourself when it comes to stuff like that like you're healing you went through a traumatic experience it's kind of like after like you give birth like it's a traumatic experience yeah and like everybody's experience is different and you should never like expect for like your healing process to go one way you have to just kind of like go with like what your body needs and like go through that and like what your mind needs too like I think sexual assault it isn't just like a bodily thing I think most of it is like mental and there have been so many studies that show that like you don't really process it until I think it's about a year after it happens and I don't think I'll ever like completely forget that or like be over it but I'm not like you just can't let it like define who you are and like now I'm in a relationship that's healthy and he's very respectful and like I told him about that experience like the first time that we FaceTimed because I met him on Bumble and like that's when I knew that like he was a really good person because he was like so nice and then like he actually started crying because he felt so bad and like I don't know that's like I think that's why like we got into a relationship really fast because and like I told him that like I I slept with a lot of people and he again like just did not judge me at all And I think, like, everyone deserves that kind of love, just, like, unconditional support. And that, like, if you have been assaulted, that, like, you're worthy of love and, like, you will find that one day. And, like, your time will come. Just keep working on loving yourself and then a person that loves you will come along. Sorry, guys. (laughs) Shut up. That's going to help a lot of people. No, I know. I just got a little No, but, but, like, 
I don't know, like, as much as we were, like, starting the episode, like, let's talk about sex, like, joking around, like, as, like, even, like, in my head, like, I built up sex to be such a big thing, but it's not always, like, this beautiful, magical experience that, like, was consensual with both, no, it's not. With both parties. Like, and- I don't know, I think there's also something that, like, needs to be addressed is how, like, I feel like this happens to a lot of girls in college, too. Like, when you're drunk and, like, you're borderline, like, maybe not okay to make a decision. But, like, this happened to me where, like, I was visiting a friend um, at a school in Boston. And I had sex with this guy at a frat party. And he – I remember it was, like, I was very drunk. Like, I had just played, like, three games of beer pong. And then we pre-gamed before that. So, I, had like, had a decent amount to drink. And – this guy, like, I went upstairs with him, and he was just, like, so sweaty and just, like, gross. Ew. Like, I thought he was attractive, mm-hmm. like, downstairs. And, like, he was. Like, he's a good-looking guy, but he's not a good guy. So I feel like that made him, like... There's a difference. People. Completely, like, less attractive to me. And, like, when it was happening, I literally just wanted it to stop. Mm-hmm. But I just didn't say anything. And I think that's, like also not okay like I think that if you're uncomfortable at all like I was only like I think 19 maybe when that happened and I hadn't had like that many sexual experiences before so like I didn't really know how to say no but like I think that is as as a thing that a lot of girls go through you might have a sexual experience where you're like I I don't like this but like you don't say no you don't say anything but it's still harmful and I think we just have to be better and just like find that like two seconds of bravery to just be like, no, like, can you please stop? Mm -hmm. Because I didn't. And like, I wish I did because then I remember it, um, that at that specific time, I, he wore a a condom, but like I wasn't on birth control. So I was so paranoid. And then I had to buy plan B and that to me was just like such a that was my first time taking plan b like it's a traumatic experience especially when you convince yourself that you're pregnant yeah and it's so easy to like convince yourself i yeah. mean like me i'm literally a virgin and i'm like oh my god am i pregnant she aaron's like oh my god i'm four days late in my period am i pregnant um but i don't know i think like we just have to normalize saying no. And like, if you don't like something, like if you're not necessarily like being held down and being like raped, I guess, but if you're not enjoying the experience and it feels uncomfortable or you just feel uncomfortable, it's okay to just ask them to stop. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what like the thing I feel like a lot of people don't realize too, is that like sexual assault is like such a wide range that it's like, if you feel uncomfortable like it can be like whatever you want it to be like the girl Remy I was talking about like she was saying about how like she was hesitant to share her story because like she wasn't raped yeah but like she went home with a guy and then he was like they were about to have sex and she was like no I don't want to do this and he was like pushing her down and then she was like get off me and she was hesitant to like talk about it or like bring it up because she was like I wasn't fully raped but it doesn't matter. Like, it's traumatic regardless. And, like, it's your story. So, like, you have the right to share it, you know? Yeah. But I feel like kind of, like, going off of that and kind of, like, it kind of, like, sparked something in my mind when you were talking about, like, that last story. But, like, birth control. 
Yeah, man. Meg's really passionate about that. I, oh, yeah. Let me sell everyone on the IUD. So I was on two birth controls before this. I was on orthotricycline. And which, Say that five times fast. which had this really cute, I don't know if they still have this, but it, it was like in a really cute light pink plastic compact. Oh, yeah. And I was like, okay, Miss Thing. And like you would literally, like you had to like spin it to like get the pill out. And I was like, this thing's dope. Like I love this. And, but like it literally made me a psychopath. Yeah. I don't think I can tolerate like synthetic estrogen and like that amount. So then I switched to a different one. I switched to like a generic brand of orthotricycline and that was fucked me up even more so then i tried loloestrin and then that one was just like the nail in the coffin i would just randomly cry like like i would drop like a pen and like start crying like i was literally not okay at all like i was so emotional and i just did not feel like myself so then i took myself off of that and then i gave myself like i think like three months or something where like I wasn't on anything to just like purge my body yeah like I don't even know if that's a thing but I just felt like I needed to like get it out just get it out and about three years ago it was in 2017 I got an IUD and I have the marina and I absolutely love it it's it's just great like it was it was painful getting it put in it wasn't really like painful it was just like uncomfortable it felt like a really strong period cramp um i honestly don't really want to do it again like it's not something you you should like look forward to but after the first like two days you don't feel any pain i actually stopped getting my period and i used to have like these monster periods where like i would throw up and like be like completely disabled for like two days when I first got it um but I haven't had a period in a couple years and it's been really nice honestly I do get paranoid about getting pregnant sometimes though so like I take pregnancy tests um this is a fun fact even though I hate when people say fun fact but my gynecologist told me about buying dollar tree pregnancy tests they're only a dollar And you can buy like 50 of them, which is like usually what I do. I buy a bunch. And she says they're they're exact exactly the same as like bigger brands, but for like literally a fraction of the price. Honestly, genius. And so that's like what I do. I take it like maybe I take a pregnancy test maybe like twice a month. And I like, I don't know. It just makes it gives me like peace of mind, even though like the rate of pregnancy on an IUD, I think they're like 99% effective. But still. No, I know some people like I've seen on Instagram, like babies holding Mm -hmm. like the IUD Mm -hmm. that like, I I was like, oh my God, okay, what? But yeah, I think it's a great option because I don't know about you guys, but I was not great at taking pills. I would have an alarm on my phone and then like if they weren't near me, I'd be like, oh, I'll take them in like 20 minutes. And then like two hours would go by and I'd be like, oh shit, I didn't take it. So I think for someone like me, who's more like nonchalant about that stuff, Mm -hmm. I think it's great. Um, It's just kind of like set it and forget it. That's literally what my doctor said to me. Like she was like, you are good for five years. Like, and that just gives me a lot of peace of mind because I always convince myself that I'm pregnant even though like I've never been pregnant but it's just something that like I'm so scared of like I do want to have kids but just not right right now now or like in my life stage but I think it's great for like young women 
especially like going off to college or, you know, like young professional women that like want to focus on their, on their career and not have to worry about getting pregnant. If you guys are interested, you should definitely talk to your gynecologist. So basically what I did was I went for my annual and I was asking about a new method of, of contraception. And she was like, oh yeah, like you didn't like the birth control. So the IUDs are a great option. It's also great for me because I have a hard time with synthetic estrogen, which is in birth control pills, but the the IUDs have a lot less of the hormone because it's localized, whereas um, birth control pills, they travel through your bloodstream, so it like messes with your hormones more, but um, I don't know. I just love that. I love it. It was like so easy. I just went for a consultation, and then I went in. The whole procedure maybe took... 10 minutes and she was just like talking to me the whole time saying like okay like you're gonna feel a pinch or like this is gonna hurt or like so I had like warning I wasn't like in the dark about it but um yeah I had like pretty like it it did hurt for like two days I just like kind of laid down um it was in the summer so like I didn't really have to do anything but it was I don't know it wasn't that bad and like I think that those two days of pain are like so worth the five years of comfort so If you guys are looking for, like, a new method of contraception, I highly recommend IUDs. Not sponsored. Not sponsored. Okay, so now we are going to transition into, I guess, just normalizing loneliness. Like, super lonely. Oh, my God. La, 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 la. <laughs> I think that's a reason why a lot of people have sex. I think it's, like, a big motivator I think we just want to feel as like humans, you kind of just want to feel like close to somebody, especially during this pandemic. Like, oh my God, yeah. I don't know how, like, cause I quarantined with my boyfriend. So sorry, can't relate. But like, I know that a lot of people had issues with like being horny and just like wanting to have sex, but like you literally can't. But like, I think like just because you're lonely, that doesn't mean that like you need to go have sex. I think we confuse wanting sexuality over like comfortability, Mm -hmm. I guess. Like you sometimes like you just want like that emotional connection, but we mistake that for like a sexual connection. Yeah. Like a physical one. Mm -hmm. No, but like, I get that because like, I don't know, because I mean, even like I'm not having sex as I've said, honestly, take a shot every time we say like Aaron's not having sex, (laughs) she's a virgin, but like even like I'll be lonely sometimes not even like really lonely but I'm like oh yeah a little lull so I'm like oh yeah like let me go on bumble and I'm like hey just because like you're a little not even lonely but like you're alone like it doesn't necessarily mean that you need to like turn to somebody else like you can like kind of fill that gap on your own no I'm like a big believer of like you are enough as you are and like you don't need someone like it is nice to have a person damn that was good no like you you don't need to have a person like I love myself when I was single and I love myself now this is like that episode of like I think so yeah good for her yeah I was like okay miss thing but I don't know take a shot every time I say okay Okay, miss thing (laughs) so funny but yeah, I don't know. I think it's, like, it's okay to be lonely. It, it really is. I've been lonely before. Like, I've looked at other people in their relationships, like, when I was single, and I was like, oh, man, like, I, I kind of want that. Mm-hmm. But, like, I feel like it's normal to be single and, like, don't let your family or your mom or, like, your 
aunts and uncles like asking you questions like oh do you have a boyfriend yet yeah like don't let that bring you down fuck them if you don't that's fine you're still a kick-ass person and like your time will come you know i know i have to keep telling myself that every day because meg and i literally have this talk like probably once a week where i'm like hey like don't like feed my ego like don't like boost me up but like seriously like do you think i'm gonna be alone forever and she's like wait are you serious and i'm like i don't know like it literally sounds like i'm fishing for compliments but i'm like i want to have a serious talk am i gonna be alone forever you know just some thoughts but i kind of going to segue into our q a segment so we thought kind of to wrap up this episode a little bit we would have a few minutes of like asking each other questions and meg had some good ones before we even started the episode so you can go first my first question what is the farthest you've gone with a guy i'm being dead ass nothing like i've literally like made out with a guy i've i've like literally like over the shorts <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, that that's something. I guess. That's in sexual, like, contact. Barely. I don't know. Literally barely. Do you think I'm going to be alone forever? No. Oh, my God. Fuck off. That's, She's Erin is so annoying. She's like, I'm going to be alone. I'm never going to find anybody. And I'm like, bro, you're 22. Shut up. I know. You're 22. What do you know about life? <laughs> that's a quote from Sex and the City. Oh, my God. That's like, I literally should just send that I to you it. on the daily. Like, you're 22. So what do you know about I honestly life? was waiting to turn 22 just for that. <laughs> not the taylor swift song it's because no. of charlotte from yeah. sex in the city so good hey you're drinking water break we're drinking liquid iv guys it's pretty good yeah um i'm drinking liquid ivs out of a voss water bottle but it is indeed not voss water bougie. i'm i'm reusing it so i'm a poser classy bougie ratchet oh <laughs> oh god what's your ick factor <laughs> Oh my god! Like what? No, we have to watch her story after this yeah. because you're. It's like, did you watch it? No, I forgot. Okay, so I don't know if you guys follow her, but her name is Susie Shechuk, I think I don't really think I'm pronouncing it right, but basically, I follow her on Instagram, and she posts like really cool pictures and stuff. But I mainly found her because she was one of the first influencers I saw posting about the whole Wayfair incident, and then she posted, and then it's not even like, oh, she posted like she posted like an hour on her story about like going in doing all this investigation like emailing people all this stuff and then she did the same thing with the free britney thing Mm -hmm. and then she did um stories yesterday and it was basically she was asking what's your ick factor so she was like your the ick factor basically she explained it is that like something that your partner could do in the future slash thinking about them doing it makes you want to end it all and like and the relationship and not do it like not like continue so like some of the examples people were sending in had me literally rolling it was like thinking about him waiting for the shower to warm up (laughs) (laughs) and it was like um him walking um through a melted ice cube with socks on and it was like it was like imagining him doing that little jog across the street (laughs) and (laughs) like and so like for me it's no but some this somebody sent this in but this is mine them looking you in the eyes with dead eye contact and like singing and like meeting it and like just like like singing actually like to sound good and like looking at like looking at me oh my god ew like <laughs> ew I, I, I could I, never be in a musical i would like pee my pants I, I would i mean i feel like in that scenario i could probably do it but just like the thought of someone just like like the thought of like sitting on our couch and like the guy like pulls out a guitar and starts singing like any song just like looking me in the eyes Ugh. i think my ick factor would be like 
me picturing my boyfriend John like clipping his toenails. I, his feet are so gnarly, and I just like they just they really gross me out. Like I don't know, I don't like his feet at all. My last question, so we can wrap up this episode, is what was your favorite part of this episode? Honestly, the whole thing. Like I know that's like really cheesy, but I think like all the stuff that we talked about like needs to be talked about and it needs to be normalized. Mm-hmm. And I think. Like, by just, like, us opening up about, like, our sexual past will, like, help people and, like, be a relatable thing that yeah. you guys can listen to. It's, like, it kind of works. Like, it's it's funny that, like, you lost your virginity at 14 and I'm 22 and still a virgin. It's, like, funny, but it's also, like, kind of our brand, how, like, different we are. A brunette and a blonde with an inseparable body. Ew! I hate <laughs> that, that. That's Meg's ick factor. Oh, that's me. my ick factor. But, um, no, but... We just, just cover all the bases. I know, but it's just, like, cool that, like, I mean... Like, our lives are just so different, but we get along so well. And even when it comes to, like, our signs and stuff. Yeah. And, like, when it comes to just, like, our lifestyles and, like, who we are. And, like, especially when it comes to, like, sex. We're so different that I feel like basically anybody could relate along some scale. Yeah. But thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. We really hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Love You Meet a Podcast. We're hoping to do stickers soon. Yeah. Um. We really want to drop some like baby merch just yeah. to like test the waters. Junior see. merch. Some ju- <laughs> baby merch, junior. <laughs> just to see like what you guys would baby like. Baby merch, junior. If you guys have any suggestions, like we were thinking like small things like stickers or mugs or like keychains, like stuff like that. Um, we would eventually love to have like sweatshirts or hats mm-hmm. or like like bigger items. But yeah, we're just gonna kind of like wait till we get some more followers and then we like just look out for the future because it's definitely something that like we're looking forward to but um i'm sorry that i cried in this episode i didn't think i was going to but is this the second one you cried in i think you, so you cried in this no but this one questions. this one was like actually like crying yeah. that one was more i think like tearing up yeah like this one i actually was crying yeah. so um big surprise meg cried again on the podcast but i really hope you guys like saw the meaning behind that like it's not just like crying for the clout like it's crying to like not only help meg but like help you guys you know? well no, no I, like i literally was trying not to like yeah. in my head i was like bitch don't fucking cry right now but like i feel like because it's something that i like never talk about yeah. i feel like when i do it's like it just kind of like comes out ones, yeah it's like because i just stuff it down yeah but like i don't know i think it's it's good to talk about it yeah. i feel i feel good like talking about it and like if any of you guys like have been assaulted or like need someone to talk to that's like gone through it like you guys can always dm me or if you have my number text me like i'll literally give it to you um because i think it's important to like know that someone has your back and like especially like someone that's gone through it i think it it just helps you heal just talking about it so yeah if you guys ever need something hit my line yeah i mean i think that's like what we try to make this whole like quote unquote brand B is just like a judgment free zone. So like there's no judgment for whatever you do. Like we always want to hear like what you guys have to say and we really appreciate it and we love you mean it. Love you mean it. See you next week. See you next week.